Welcome to episode two of the Mama Empire podcast. I'm Jenna Marty, and today we're talking about DMO, your daily method of operation. So this one's going to be a little bit more business orientated. So for those who either work outside the home or work in the home, um, I also have some tips in here for those who don't work at home or don't have a job per se, but are just, I don't want to say just because just a stay-at-home mom is not it's a job in all of itself. So I'm going to talk business, money-oriented stuff, but this is also applicable to everyday life as a mother. So before I get into this, I'm going to give a little bit of background of my business and where I've come from in a business perspective. But a question I want to ask you guys, like, how many of you get a little frustrated because you keep quitting on yourself when you know you're better than what you've been doing? I'm going to say that again because I have definitely been there many times where I, I'm going to say it again here. So how many of you get a little frustrated because you keep quitting on yourself when you know you're better than what you've been doing? If that's you, this episode is for you. I'm going to give a lot of good tips and advice and insight here and how I balance motherhood, daily life, and my businesses all from home. So my background, I went to school, I got my bachelor's in social work with a minor in psychology. During my school, I did two internships. One, I was a children's mental health case manager through a county. And then my other one, I was an elementary social worker. Working with kids was definitely my favorite thing. Uh, The school social worker was my favorite part of it. My favorite one of the two. But let me just say... Being a social worker was, has, is the, is, we need more social workers for one, but it is a job that takes a lot of, um, how can I say this? It's not a job that you can just leave at work. Like you can't not take it home with you, especially working with kids. I liked the idea of working with kids because it was the most influential age for them where you can have a, such a big impact, I personally felt. Um, in their life, but it was very emotionally taxing, and trying to find jobs wasn't the easiest for me. Uh, when After I graduated and I was looking for jobs, the places I was interested in either required more experience or more schooling. I wasn't, obviously I didn't have the experience, and I wasn't wanting to go back to school at the time, so I took the alter- an alternative route, I started working at assisted living facilities. I moved around a lot. Um, I worked at quite a few different places. And eventually, I got into the network marketing space. I don't really know exactly when that occurred. Um, I know it was over six years ago now, but I started doing that on the side. Then I started working at uh, the gym that my mom owns. And I eventually became a personal trainer which I absolutely loved helping people in their fitness and health and wellness journey. But so I've been in network marketing for over six years now. And let me just say that my personal opinion, I know there's a lot of controversy on network marketing and MLMs and whatever. Um, It's just based on personal experiences. But I would say that it's the best opportunity as far as flexibility and time and income and making your own schedule and not having a cap on the things that you can do, but that part of it is also what makes it really hard 
because when you're your own boss, you set the tone for how you work. So you have to put in the work to be successful. So if you want more freedom and stuff and you're going to be not taking it as serious, if you treat it as a hobby, you're going to get paid as a hobby. If you treat it as a job, you'll get paid as a job. But I want to say it's, it's not easy. So a lot of people think that it's an easy or that it looks easy because people see other people's highlight reels and being super successful in it. But you receive a lot of no's and rejection. And for the majority, that causes a lot of burnout and can be very discouraging to a lot of people. So it takes a lot of self-development, like nonstop, ongoing, working on yourself. Like personal development is the best thing I've learned in network marketing over the years. And that is something that is like, you can't put a price on that because being able to like seeing the growth that I've made over the six years, just in personal development that network marketing really encourages and is required for you to continue to grow um, and learn more. But you have to have that thick skin, but a soft heart. And that was something that that was something I heard a while ago is having that thick skin and a soft heart because you can't let those no's or naysayers or people who have had bad experiences, you can't let that discourage you. And then you have to be servant-led. You have to help other people. And with that said, like we spend most of our waking time either commuting to a job, so either at work or for those of us that are at home with our babies, 24 seven. So your business, whatever it is, can't just be a job. It has to be a calling and have passion behind it. It must be as rewarding and productive as possible because that applies like whether you have kids or not, if you're spending all your time at work, it better be something that you enjoy and makes you happy. But if you do have kids and you're taking that time away from your kids, whatever you're doing needs to be something that is fulfilling and makes you happy and is has good income attached to it to make it worth being apart from them. Now, if you're in network marketing and sell a product, you don't have to be passionate about the product that you sell, although that definitely helps. I'm not going to get into like product stuff ever, but you have to be passionate about serving and helping others. And a lot of network marketing is creating that vision of the freedom and the lifestyle that it allows the product is just something that helps, that brings in the money, I guess. But that lifestyle and passion of serving other people is the real thing that I think draws most people into it is what they can do, how many people they can help, and the diff- impact they can make through network marketing. I promise I'm going to get to DMOs here. We're almost there. <laughs> um, and I don't know who said it. I've got a whole lot of quotes from over the years of, like I said, personal development, self-development. So I'm sorry if I can't always remember who said what. I'll do my best to reference when I'm able to and give credit where it's due. But one of the greats greats once said, in order to be successful, you need to help as many other people as you can be successful first. So basically, the more that you give, the more you get. So this is true in everything in the universe. You'll hear me talk a lot about the universe, law of attraction, that kind of thing. But you have to think abundance instead of scarcity. 
So let's get into DMO, daily method of operation. So this acts as a daily schedule of certain tasks that you should be doing daily in your business in your business to promote growth and to keep making more money. So what a DMO does is it helps you stay focused, helps you get more done in less time, it creates consistency, prevents that feeling of overwhelm, and then it creates duplication because if you have a team, you're going to need that duplication to pass on to other people and for you to be able to duplicate daily and be consistent with it. So we're going to break down how you make a good DMO. So this strategy can apply to anything, even non-business related things like I had mentioned in the beginning. So motherhood, everyday life, whatever it may be. Okay, step one, write down the things that make you the most money in your business that you try to do often. Those are the things that need to be done first. So what makes you money the fastest out of your top strategies? And if you aren't working, what are the things that make you feel your best? Because I talk about being the best version of you for yourself, for your family, for your kids. So what are the things that make you feel the best? Whether it's having a clean home, working out, reading, doing your makeup, having a nice shower, coffee, whatever it is. Business-related things that make you the most money is having a presentation, uh, creating content. I mean, content doesn't create money, but um, having conversations with people, doing figure out what it is that is actual income producing and write those down. Step two, decide how much time you can work per day. So be realistic in your timing and what you have allowed outside of everything else. Step three, now for each, now for the more important tasks that make the majority of the money right away or make you feel your best, figure out how much time each one should take. So write that down next to each one, write like whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half hour, whatever it is. And then step four, for training, personal development, analyzing results, and other business tactics that pay off but won't bring in profits as quickly as the other items and tasks, do those ones after the essential tasks. Step five, look it over and look your list of tasks over and make sure that everything you need is on there and that it's within your workday time frame. So make sure the time estimates for each task are realistic. So for example, don't give yourself time, 10 minutes for creating content if you know it will really take you 20 minutes. Or don't give yourself five minutes to do a live when you know you talk and ramble on a little bit more or if you're answering questions, so it'll take more like 20 minutes. Don't give yourself five minutes for a shower if 15 minutes is what you really need and what makes you feel happiest and not rushed. Step six, put the DMO somewhere where you can see it easily every day. Or I really, this is what I really like. I do both of these. I'm a uh, combination of visual list maker and having it on my phone technology kind of stuff. So or have it where you can see easily or set alarms on your phone and use timers. So for example, I set alarms on my phone that go off of like daily affirmations I have on there. Then I have alarms that say, okay, it's time to work out. It's time to do a live. It's time to whatever it is. Like have timers on your phone to remind you if you need those visuals as well. 
don't go over your allotted time because if you spend, like, let's say you have 10 minutes for um, creating content or connecting with people on Facebook, if you don't have those allotted times, like, if you don't set timers, like, when it comes time, if it's 12 o'clock that you do your reach outs or whatever, set a timer that you've allotted, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, set an alarm on your phone, on in your microwave, get a kitchen timer, set it, and then be very intentional and don't get distracted. This, the time will kind of help with that so you don't aren't just scrolling Facebook for three hours. But it, Because otherwise, if you don't set those alarms and those timers, you're going to be doing that task all day where you think that you're connected to people, but you're not being very intentional and focused with it. So you're going to feel like you've worked all day, but you haven't accomplished anything. So set timers, stop when the timer goes off, like leave it at that. Be consistent and follow this DMO every single day without exception. So that's why it's really important to have realistic timing. Um, so that's something that you can actually duplicate every single day. And then adjust it. Like if you set a DMO and then you at the end of the day you realize that you it wasn't realistic and it takes you longer to do one thing than the other or you didn't have time to do all the things in a day, readjust the next day and adjust your times, adjust your list, find out what's you'll find out as you do it day by day what's more important, what's so important and when you should be doing it and how much time you really need for things. Step seven. Make sure the marketing steps of your DMO are focused on only one or two max. So you need to know which marketing strategies work best for you and then spend all your time mastering those only. Perfect the things that you're good at already instead of trying to add more on and getting overwhelmed by adding too much on and not perfecting the things that you are already good at. So unless you're really good at marketing and can successfully do all the things equally, just don't. Like, stick to what you know and be really, really good at those one or two things as far as marketing goes. So here's some examples of things that you can do to your DMO. Uh, creating three pieces of content a day. I really encourage posting at least once a day, like a minimum. Post to your stories three to five times a day. Your stories is where you're really going to highlight uh, what your lifestyle's like. This is where you can get really personal, um, share more insight into your day with your following. Another is adding and connecting with new people. So set it to where it's like five people a day or whatever, whatever your number is, to add and connect with new people that fit in with your target audience, if you will. And then follow up with five people. So always be following up with people. Add five, add five people to your Facebook group. Um, these are just examples. So set whatever numbers and you don't have to do all of these. This is just some ideas and examples of things you can add into your DMO. Um, adding five people to your Facebook group. You should have like a nice Facebook group that is your central hub that you can always be adding people to. It's kind of like it does sales for you because you're posting content there. And I'll, I can do... Um, another training on just Facebook groups too as well, but um, that's just another idea there, so I won't go into that. And then another idea is taking five people in to watch a video. So add take message is a really good system to follow of for t for your team and for duplication. So adding people to a group, taking them in a video, and then messaging them to follow up. 
So this list of tasks, if you will, can be done in less than an hour a day if done properly. So if you struggle, you may need better time management or get an accountability partner who is at the same level as you, who has similar goals as you. You don't want to match with someone who is at a higher frequency than you um, that's doing way, way more if they're like making, um, if they're at the top of the company, they're not going to be your accountability partner because they're doing different tasks than you and have a different uh, workload than you. And you don't want to be with someone who is doing less than you because then you're going to be pulling them along. So you want an accountability partner who is similar level as you um, in whatever your goals and tasks are. And then split it up into chunks throughout the day if you need to. So for me, like at home, I try to wake up an hour before the girls do and before my husband gets up. I spend an hour doing my self-development, so I work out. Um, I shower, I get dressed and ready for the day, uh, I meditate, read. That's my hour to focus on me. And then the rest of the morning as I'm working with the girls, getting them fed, clothes, we do some uh, schoolwork, if you will, um, playtime, lunch, and then they nap typically around the same time. So my nap time is where I can do work stuff. So making these podcasts, connecting on Facebook, um, that kind of stuff. So my chunk of work is in the afternoon during nap time. And then once they wake up, it's more playtime, getting dinner ready, bath time, playtime, and then getting them in bed. And then after when they're in bed, um, I do my other tasks at the end of the night. Um, And then sometimes throughout the day, I'll kind of sprinkle some stuff in. But I, for me, I notice that if I try to do that, then I'm getting distracted. I'm not fully focused. Um, and then I'm not focused on my girls. I'm taking attention away from my girls. So that's kind of how I structure my day, um, being at home with two kids. So focus on activity and not results, especially beginning. You can't focus on numbers and results. You have to focus on just doing the activity and just doing those instead of getting what results you're getting or not getting because that'll cause more burnout as well. And then for non-business items, so whether it's organizing, decluttering, cleaning your house, whatever it is, set a timer for those and do those after your business items. Um, So one thing I like to do is after dinner and the girls are in bed or if they're watching TV, winding down for the night with their dad, I'll sometimes put like um, headphones in, put a podcast on or something, and then I clean the kitchen, light a candle, like whatever you need to do to like, whatever. And you can set a timer for that so that you just stick to that. Um, if it's cleaning, like the kitchen stuff, I do that until it's done. But if it's something like organizing or deep cleaning, one thing I do for deep cleaning is I set alarms on my phone for, uh, like once a day, one deep cleaning a day. So like, for example, Mondays, I clean the kitchen. Tuesdays, I deep clean the bathrooms. Wednesdays, vacuuming, cleaning the floors. Thursday, cleaning windows and mirrors. Uh, Friday, changing sheets, doing bedding, whatever it is. Like 
I space it out so it's not overwhelming and all in one day or all at the last minute when nothing's been done. It's not perfect every day. Those are just my non-business items. So there are definitely days where that stuff does get put on the back burner and does not get done regularly. So here, commitment and consistency are key. This is, I'm going to wrap it up here. Once you schedule things in and consciously make an effort to work on your DMO in every free second of your day, you'll soon discover it's not only doable, but it gives you tremendous satisfaction and happiness. You'll feel fulfilled because you're finally doing the actions that grow your income or grow just yourself and make you feel better as a woman, as a mom, whatever it is. And before you know it, the happiness and success compounds exponentially because you'll be getting the results that you wanted. But if you're listening to this and thinking, but Jenna, I don't have time for any of this stuff, that I don't have any free time in my day to add more stuff in, or I'm struggling with that, really reassess what your day looks like because I guarantee there's plenty of free time that whether you're scrolling through Facebook or Pinterest, or watching TikToks endlessly, or watching Netflix, or Hulu, or whatever it is, I guarantee there's time where you can fit it in. It's just whether you make it a priority or not. Um, Same with, like, if you're sleeping in, or staying up late, like, reassess your sleep, and how much time you're getting. Like, if you have kids that do not sleep, I'm, that's a totally different story, but just reassess the areas of your life where you can actually fit things in. You're going to have to compromise and take out some of those freedoms of watching TV or scrolling on social media, things that aren't income producing, things that don't truly make an impact in your well-being. You're going to have to sacrifice some of those. If you're sleeping 10 hours a day or 10 hours a night, do you really need the 10 hours? Can you do eight hours of sleep? Like reassess what you're spent, how you're spending your, your day. So I'm going to leave it at that. hope you guys got some value from that, from this podcast. Please subscribe. And I will be doing these every week, at least once a week. So I'll try to rotate between business related stuff and then just motherhood topics too as well. Have a blessed day and I'll talk to you guys soon.